Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 322 and it is Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always, it's my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. And joining us live in the Codex Prime Zoom studios, we have the one and only DJ Donnie Battle. Welcome, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... Yeah, so for this week, we're going to have our Best Hip Hop Group Albums Tournament. And uh, we're going to be, uh, be determining uh, 32 albums, 32 groups. And we're going to narrow it down to uh, which is the best hip hop group album of all time. Uh, so we're going to see which albums make it to the second round, the round of 16. We have a, we have a bunch of uh, high quality matches that will sure to str- string up some really really heated debate for sure uh but yeah uh before we get started and as carl sharing the episode i just want to give a quick shout out to our uh listeners and our viewers our audience thank y'all uh for just uh, you know supporting our show you know um tuning in whether it's uh, on facebook live or even just uh watch or even just listening to our episodes on spotify uh soundcloud um google podcast apple podcast wherever you can find our show we're there so uh, we thank you for your listenership your viewership it's always appreciated and yeah man we're gonna have more you know more more nerd goodness and magic down the pike uh this year this this month uh marks the eight year anniversary of the codex prime podcast um, I can hardly believe it. Um, I didn't think that I'd still be doing this, this this show, but you know, old habits die hard. So you know, we're just gonna keep keep the train going, man. Yeah, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I invested way too much of my life into this thing. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> You're gonna see something big this year. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we got the uh, hip hop group albums tournament. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get to, we'll, we'll finish off the first round, uh, in this episode and then next week we'll, we'll get to the second round, round of 16 and, you know, with, and then we'll probably, uh, with, with some careful planning, we'll, we'll make our way to the finals, uh, if need be, but we'll, we'll see where this episode takes us. So, uh, gentlemen, um, are you ready to get started or do you have any, uh, thoughts before you dive in? Um, I'm going to say this man is going to have a lot of unpopular opinions. Listen, I'm about to make some people real upset today. I guarantee it. Okay. Guarantee okay. it. All right. We, we we live for this right here on the on the podcast. We do. We so, do. So for those of you in the comments, as you're, as you're pouring in, you know, direct all of your ire to this man, DJ Donnie Battle. He is ready for battle. Oh, absolutely. Bring all the smoke. Bring oh, it all. Yes. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, for the... So yeah, for the uh, parameters for this uh, tournament, as I set it up, I set up all the matches on random.org. I entered 32, the, the 32 entries in like one field, and then I generated this uh, bracket, which led to these matchups here. Um, so yeah, with this tournament, um, I only I had to include just one album from from each group, so no multiple albums from groups. Um, so happy team. Yeah, it, it would be cheating, and plus, to make it interesting, you got to pick like what I felt was like the either the best album or one of the best albums albums from each of these groups listed here. So, and then also, uh, these are actual hip hop groups; they're not makeshift units of like solo artists like combined into like uh, some sort of like temporary um, uh, alliance. These are established groups from the beginning. So, yeah, 
those those are, those are the parameters in setting up this tournament. And so, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll break down the first round uh, matches and then we'll get started here. So, like the first round matches include, we got Run DMC's Raising Hell versus Flip Mode Squad's The Imperium or Imperial. I'm into wrestling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Wu Tang Clan's Thirty Six Chambers versus Onyx's Back the Fuck Up, Main Source Breaking Adams versus Mob Deep's Infamous, Beastie Boys Paul's Boutique versus EPMD Strictly Business, The Locks We Are the Streets versus Clips Hell Hath No Fury, Diggable Planets Reaching a New Refutation of Time and Space versus Salt and Pepper's Very Necessary. Uh, Ultra Magnetic MCs, Critical Beatdown versus The Roots, How I Got Over, Slum Village, Fantastic Volume 2 versus Goody Mobs, Soul Food, Gangstar's Daily Operation versus Most Def and Tob Quali, We Are Black Star, Camp Low, Uptown Saturday Night versus Pete Rock and CL Spooths, Mecca and the Soul Brother, Fuji's The Score versus Run the Jewels 3. NWA Straight Out of Compton versus Public Enemies, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. Little Brothers, The Minstrel Show versus A Tribe Called Quest's Midnight Marauders, Outcasts, Equemini versus Bone Thugs and Harmonies, E1999 Eternal, UGK's Riding Dirty versus Cypress Hill's Black Sunday, and De La Soul is Dead versus Brand Nubian's One for All. So, with that, with those matches on the card, let's begin with the first match uh, that I mentioned here Run DMC's iconic. Raising Hell versus Flip Mode Squads, the Imperial. Donnie, we'll start with you on that one. Ugh, n- listen. Ugh. You're giving me a headache already. <laughs> he been See, on I, I, <laughs> I got to put the disclaimer out. Like, for my hip-hop, I grew up in a different generation. Yeah. Like, so now you're putting two generations to go head-to-head. You understand what I'm saying? Gotcha. So... With that being said, that's a tough one. I'd, I personally, for personal reasons, I'd have to go with Run DMC on that one. Okay. I'm going to go Run DMC because I feel like it's just much more of a classic. Yes. Yeah, it's a much more recognizable album. No disrespect to Onyx, but it's just like. Oh, Flipmode Squad. Flipmode Squad, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, this is an easy one. Raising Hell. You got you, you got to make it advance to the tournament. Um, Football Squad, I don't think they only had the one album. And, yeah, that was it. Yeah, in, in 1998, and you know that that was that. But yeah, Raising Hell, easy easy uh, easy walk to the second round. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll move around the bracket here. I'll skip around. Okay. Uh, next matchup, I'll say uh, we've got uh, Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique. Versus EPMD's Strictly Business, two late '80s golden age icon- iconic albums, right here. Yeah, there's your era again. There, there it is. I know both groups personally. Did shows with both of them, and man, that's that's a tough one because they both the body of work was definitely on point. I'm gonna go against popular belief, man. I'm gonna have to pull Beastie Boys out of this. Really? One. I'm gonna have to do it. I think. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong. EPMD, that was solid front to back. Yeah. Solid front to back. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't go either way. You can't go wrong. Whatever choice you you choose on that one. 
Yeah. But me personally, I have to go. I'd have to go with the Beastie Boys on that one. Mm. Uh, I think I'm ro- I think I'm rolling with strictly business on this one. Mm. Okay. Uh, it just seemed like I, I just think that they had a better song. They had not a better song, but like just a just a better sound to it. Mm. You know what I mean? Remember, you said that for a later matchup that's gonna come. So when I give exactly that answer, <laughs> I'm gonna refer back to that. Right All there. right, go ahead. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is a tough match. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, like, you have uh, EPMD, arguably the most sampled hip-hop group in, in the genre. Um, like, the first album alone is just, like, just classic after classic. Mm-hmm. Paul's Boutique. Um, I think that was the album that had so many samples that actually changed yes. the game in terms of, like, uh, sampling law and and things of that nature. Um, oof. Yeah, there's tough. no wrong answer to there's this no, one. Yeah. There's no, there's no wrong answer. There isn't. There isn't. There isn't. Because you're not going to make everybody happy. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my eyes have been allergies. But, uh, uh. but yeah, man, if I if I had to choose just one, mm, just by like a hair, I'm going to have to go with Beastie Boys. Yeah, I'll take the out. Yeah, I'm I'll, okay with it. I'll, I'll go with yeah. Paul's Boutique. It, if, if only because like, like they're both, they're both like, excellent albums in terms of sampling but but bc boys showed like it just like it was a sound that was like way ahead of its time yes. uh back then in terms of like the samples that they used and how they used it right i'm like man and it was like a complete 180 from their de- debut album license to ill on mm. def jam and it was like oh okay this is this is diverse showing the versatility of hip-hop right here so yeah by a hair i'm, go- I'm gonna go with paul's boutique here I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Dan Dinkins would have shout outs shout outs to Demir. He would have loved this term. Yeah. Yeah, sh- yeah. Shout outs to uh, Dan Dinkins and the Starting Five podcast. They recently wrapped their best nineties rap albums tournament. Yeah, that was I saw it. I saw that. I didn't get it. I didn't get a chance to listen to that final that final episode of it. Mm. All right. So let's let's jump into another match right here. Uh, let's see. Let's go with, um, let's go with, uh, Camp Lowe's Uptown Saturday Night versus Mecca and the Soul Brother by Pete Rock and CL Smooth. What you got, Carl? This is tough. This is tough. There's about what a three year difference, so it's, but it's still in a sense kind of two different eras. Yeah. Oh. Come back to me on this. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hmm. Oh. Uh. Yeah. For me. <sighs> Man, I, I gotta go with Pete Rock and CL for this one, cause Mecca and the Soul Brother. That's you talk about one of the great like producer rapper duos in, in of all time, and like the how they use how Pete Rock sampled jazz on the album, like yep. Troy, uh, Straighten It Out, like just 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 one banger after banger. Like Camp Low was like kind of like it's like a spiritual successor in in some ways, but. I think Soul Brother, Mecca and the Soul Brother was more iconic. 
at least to me. So I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, no, that's another one. Just no, yeah. no wrong answers. It's definitely an iconic album for me. I love P Rock. It's Hell Smooth. P Rock's a good dude, producer wise, everything. Beats always solid. But for me, I'd have to go. I'm going to go with Camp Low on this one mm, okay. because the overall aesthetic of the dress, the way that the way the flows interchanged with different beats and like the beats just had more meat to it. Mm. And, you know, I'm a, I grew up on Cooley High. Yeah. The movie, yeah. love the movie. So anything that's got to do with that old school, like that raw old school Chicago feel, mm. got to go with it. And I like, I love Camp Low ever since they broke from, um, when Diggable Blandits bought them out. Mm. Yep. You know what I mean? So once they found them and then they dropped like Lucini and all that stuff, yeah. I was like, forget it, man. The dude, Geechee Dance flow is crazy. Mm. You know what I mean? It's Sonny Chiba, he's a monster. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, that's just. Didn't Jay stay, uh, take, this, take their style hmm? and use it for reasonable doubt? You can see that, but. You know, Jay, he was kind of. When he broke off from jazz, he kind of didn't want to get stuck in that fast yeah. cadence type of thing. So he kind of took it and molded. He's got a lot of different yeah, he's cadences been... for whatever the song is. So he kind of interchanged it all. So. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with you. Buy a hair. Buy a hair. Mecca and the Soul Brother. Okay. Okay. All right. This is hard. This is gonna be hard. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. Some of these you're just gonna have to rip the band aid off and just say what you gotta say. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna hear this a lot. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Yep. So, yeah, making the Soul Brother makes it to the second round. Uh, another match right here. Um, let's see. We got another old school one right here. Uh, mm-hmm. De La Soul's sophomore album, De La Soul is Dead. Versus Brand Nubian's debut album, One for All. I think Daylight all day. Really? I think Daylight all day. Not even thinking about it. Mm. Not even a question. You know what Bad Live was here? You know he was. You know what he <laughs> oh, would have yeah, been he's, <laughs> he's a Daylight dude. Um, you know I'll I'll go with Bad Live, <laughs> Tony on this one. Yeah, I'll take a, I'll take Daylight. Mm. Yeah, no no arguments here. Uh, I actually would have gone with Brand Nubian. Um. Because I, I I enjoyed that album a bit more than uh, De La Soul is Dead, but with with De La in particular, like it's you could throw just about any one of their '90s output, like like their debut album Three Feet High and Rising, Balloon Mind State, Stakes Is High. They any one of those could have easily made the list. Yeah. But I was just trying to I was I was racking my brain thinking about which one should I include. But yeah, so I, I settled on De La is Dead. So what was your criteria in choosing the albums? Uh, for some of them, I was looking at um, for for some groups, I was looking at either what was their what was their most either what was their most popular album or what was widely considered their best album the, oh, in okay. their in their output. They're critically acclaimed. All right. Yeah. Um, and others, others, um, there were s- certain groups too that I was like, well, I mean, this this album's been cited so many times, but let me let me choose something else that might be representative of their work. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, De La Soul is dead. All right. Yep. All right. So 
got another got another matchup right here for y'all. Um, taking it to the hood, we got the Locks. We are the Streets. Their sophomore album, Post Bad Boy Records, mm-hmm. versus Clips's sophomore album, Hell Hath No Fury. Locks. I'll take, I'll take the Locks all day. Yeah. Is, what is it? Locks. Really? Yes. Yes. I mean, n- not not hating the locks at all, but I thought Hell Hath No Fear was a better album than We Are the Streets. Nah, especially you got more of a variety of production when it came to when it came to the locks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Eclipse is mostly coke rap anyway, but yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> coke rap with the Neptunes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, We Are the Streets. That was that was easy. Uh, Mister Me Too was a dope record. Yeah, it was. All right. Uh, next next matchup we got here, we've got uh, Ultra Magnetic MCs, Critical Beatdown, versus The Roots, what I feel is their best Def Jam album, How I Got Over. I'm going to go with The Roots. Mm. They always put out solid work. Yeah. Everything yeah. they do is solid. Yeah. And mm. you got Black Thought. Yeah. 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 And I think... Ultramagnetic was they've always been a hit or a miss. They never had something solid front to back. Mm. There's always like dull spots mm. here and there in the album, but it's front to back for the roots. I always liked it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I gotta go with how I got over. Like, that's to me, I think that was like their last great album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had like two albums after that, like two like short concept albums on Def Jam. But yeah, how I got over is that's like, um, that's like for me, that's like a modern classic. Yeah. How about you, Carl? Oh, um, let's say Roots. Roots, yep. Yeah, and the Roots, like, they really haven't made a, they're like one of the few groups that's never made a bad album. Like, yeah. like the cl- like the closest, even the one the one that was like kind of, that fans were a little 50-50 on was like the tipping point. Cause, but even then, it was, it was still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. Uh, here's here's a tough match for y'all. Uh, taking it to the late '80s, uh, two two powerhouse groups, N.W.A.'s Straight Outta Compton versus Public Enemies. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Bomb Squad versus Dr. Dre. What you got? I'm gonna have to go NWA. Oh, really? Yeah, NWA was just like it just, I was just much more of a fan of them. Nothing against Public Enemy, but I was just too much. I was a huge NWA fan. Hmm. Okay. Solid choice. Wrong. What's solid? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to go with Public Enemy on this one. Mm. Yeah, I gotta do it. It's another solid one, concept-wise. The way Bomb Squad put that whole thing, like Hank and Keith really put their foot in that one. Mm. You know, they conceptualized that whole album front to back, and you know, just with that era that came in, you know, that melting era, like fighting for the people type yeah. of thing. So, um, granted, at WA, solid for the West Coast. You know what I mean? It's definitely. Mm good work out there could go either way there's really no wrong answer but for me 
especially being a West Coast, uh, East Coast guy, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Pub Enemy on that one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, same here. I'm gonna go with uh, PE for this huh? one. Um, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, like, because uh, like Straight Outta Compton was like that was just like it was raw. Yeah, it was. It was, it was raw. It was angry. It was a trend set up for the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. it's really what put the West Coast on the map. Oh yeah, huh? yep. Um, like I, I would argue, like like for NWA, that was like perhaps their only, their one and only best album. Yeah. Um, PE had like you can, you can match up like their first four albums uh, from um, from Bum Rush to Show to uh, Apocalypse ninety one, but but it takes a nation of millions, man. That's that's an unimpeachable record. Like it still holds up to this day. I am not disagree. I am not disagreeing with it. Just personally, NWA just has a special place in my heart. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say like, oh, 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 look at the comments here. I'm uh, here to get triggered while the matchups. So Gary, so Gary Threat is in our is in our chat as well as Chris Revel. Uh, uh, welcome guys. What's up? Uh, uh, for, uh, for for Gary, um, so far, um, yeah, stick around, stick around. There's some solid matchups here, um, but. Um, you, you might you might you might come away uh pleased you might come away pissed either way you'll feel something <laughs> but uh but uh, but as we go um our next matchup uh Gary we've got two two iconic albums here as well we've got Outcasts Aquemini uh versus Bone Thugs and Harmonies E 1999 Eternal this is this is this is really easy to pick so um I'm going out yeah. yeah. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the randomizer on this. One. Yeah, that was the randomizer. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, because Aquemini. That's man, like that. That album for me, like when when people think about like the '90s and the, the, how the South dominated the '90s hip hop, people instantly think of either like No Limit or or Cash, Cash Money. Money, but like Outcast, like talk about an album with depth, with with like with funk soul, Not just you. like that that wonderful gumbo of of sounds that like that on, honestly it, it kind of like goes beyond the boundaries of hip hop as vast as they are yeah and it's it, yeah and they didn't have them ugly ass album covers like no limit did <laughs> oh my god look like they made it on a commodore 64 <laughs> sad thing is they probably did kids <laughs> now a commodore 64 <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time at work. They're like, you know, you just keep showing your age. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. I accept it. Yeah, me. Yeah, the struggle was real back then. <laughs> oh man. Oh, you got another got another uh, big match right here. Uh, two 1993 hood classics. Mm-hmm. Onyx's back the fuck up versus Enter the Wu Tang Clan. Thirty six chambers. This is where I defer to the comment that he made earlier. Okay. Okay. Oh, I hate to do this. Oh. I'm not a Wu fan at all. Never like Wu. It's Uh-oh. no secret. I tell everybody. That's exactly I, why I, I told him about like he's like, he's gotta get armed. I I never did. Oh what's uh what's the reason? It's for me it wasn't sonically pleasing to my ears. Hmm. I I like more of like tribe de la 
you know, something with bottom in it where this was very tinny to my ears and it just wasn't just wasn't appealing to me. Hmm. It's just one of the things. Not hating on the group. They yep. did they did what they did. They're icons in the game. You can't change what they did. Hmm. For me, just not a fan. Okay. Alright. So, okay. so but with that being said, <laughs> I'm saying with with that onyx thing, man, like Probably get through like half of that. You're on your phone waiting to chime this in. You already know. You already know. I'm finna. Yo, please about to hear this. Like for Onyx's album, honestly, half of it was solid. The other half was like, eh. Can only get so much to do screaming in the mic. Yeah. I mean, I gotta go with woo on this one. I gotta do it. Yeah. I gotta. <laughs> it pains me. It <laughs> physically pains me to say that. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Carl, I mean, safe to say. Oh, it's, oh, it's 36 changes. It's just that yeah. fleet's been to hear about it right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. I mean, yeah, I mean, say what, say what you will about, you know, the, the woo, but. Yeah, like their sound was like unlike anything else. He's ready for the he's ready to reply and defend uh, himself. Like, like their sound was unlike anything else in '93. Like the, the the kung fu movie samples, the whole imagery of of Shaolin, like Staten Island being put on the map. I mean, production wise, it's like it, it was like man, it was it was like the holy grail of like hip hop sounds back then. It was like man. You never heard any group or any soul artist sound like the Woo at that time, and man, and and, and Onyx, yeah, they got they had Slam, which was a banger in in, in the early mid '90s, but Thirty Six Chambers was transcendent. You, yeah, you, you can't argue with that. You you, you just can't. It was solid. It was <laughs> <laughs> I won't go as far as transcendent and and the ugly head. <laughs> All right, all right. Um, we got we got uh, thirty six chambers making it to round two. Uh, you didn't te- you didn't trigger Gary yet. All right, huh? No, I mean it's Gary in the comments, so he didn't trigger him yet. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. I don't want to go in too much, man. I'm make all your fans all mad. Never tune in again. To be like, well, fuck this dude, man. <laughs> well, That's what people love about this show: the way we disagree with each other. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. uh... Uh, the next match here, it's a star-studded affair. Um, Gangstar, Daily Operation, versus Mostef and Talib Kweli, Blackstar. Blackstar. I think you said it that sound a little too fast. I love that album. Yeah. It's a great album. They're both great albums. Yeah, but, but I love that album. Okay. All right. That hey. simple. Yeah. Okay. Just, just not gonna give DJ Premier his props. Oh, he gets all the props in the world. You know, one of, one of hip hop's all time great producers is just gonna be like, yeah. I just, <laughs> I just love the Black Star album. What say you, Gary? It was, it was, <laughs> you know what it was because it was. It was how I was. It was how I was taught hip hop. Okay. You know, especially with the track B Boys Will Be Boys. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, brown skin lady. Which gang style was it? Uh, Daily Operation. Daily Operation. Just the B boy in me, especially with B boys, will be B boys. The B boy in me, mm-hmm. it like uh, just the way, just the way that um, that album hit me. You notice I gave somebody a look when I said the way I was taught hip hop. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to question it with some of your answers. <laughs> I don't know if I taught you that good. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that's a tough one, man. That's another one. Like, Premier put his foot in everything he did. Yeah. Gurus, rhymes. You know, they definitely were cemented in by that time. But that Black Star one came out strong. Mm. You know, most definitely complimented each other. Like, so, two of the best that I heard compliment each other, like, on a consistent basis. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go with, yeah, I'd probably have to go with Black Star now. Oh, okay. All Just right. by a hair, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not a big <laughs> jump. Like, Premier's my man. Like, mm. that's... I love Premier Beats, all everything he does. Yeah. But that Black Star, yeah, I think I'd have to go with that one. Okay. I'm not mad at it. Uh, my pick was Daily Operation. Um, but but that Black Star album is like, like just like that's that's one of the few albums that's like no skips. Yeah. And yeah. and for for the for Gangstar from for my pick there it was like it was hard for me. I was I was, I was vacillating between that, um, hard to earn. And uh, moment of truth, mm-hmm. and I had to pick one. I was like, <laughs> like, which is okay. Which one is the most critically acclaimed gangster album? It was Daily Operation. Yeah, so. yeah. See, this is what this is where you know, Black Star. Yeah, some tough choices. When the hip hop yeah. mag, yeah. when the magazines and the five mic ratings and stuff like. Mm. This is one of the things. Like you ask me these questions tomorrow, I'll probably have a different answer. Yeah, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. Yep. Yep. Mm. yep. All right, so yeah, uh, Gangstar, Most Def, and Tile Kali making it to round two. Uh, next match right here, uh, we got Goody Mob, Soul Food, versus Slum Village, Fantastic Volume 2. I'm going to go with Goody Mob. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Like Slum Village is dope. Oh, I, Slum yeah. Village super dope. Mm. But Goody Mob, yeah. Yeah, this one was this one was tough too because I thought the uh, Fantastic Volume Two was quite underrated. Mm-hmm. Slumville definitely doesn't get the props they deserve. Mm, that's true. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Soul Food makes it. Uh, next match, uh, two two iconic groups, especially back in the '90s. We got UGK, Riding Dirty, versus Cypress Hills, Black Sunday. I'll take Cypress Hill. Really? I'll go UGK. Mm. See why we always need an odd number for these? <laughs> oh, this is tough right here. It, it's a coin flip. Yeah. Because they're, they're both good albums. I uh, like Cypress because they're one of the first ones out of the West Coast to have that East, bring that East Coast feel with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's what kind of drew me. To Cypress Hill, and I kind of got into their whole, with their whole vibe and stuff like that. So, mm. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm, Gary chooses Cypress. Oof. Oh man. Um, I will say with uh with Fried and Dirty, I think that was like that album had like no no singles, no videos. It just dropped and it was became one of their best their best known records. Uh, Black Sunday. I mean, damn, you talk about one of the most popular albums back in the nineties of all genres, not just mm. hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, I, just just by just by a couple of inches, I'm gonna go with Cypress Hill on this one too. Yeah, it's, this was tough. This was this was tougher than I thought. So yeah, Black Sunday, making it to round two. Um, all right, we got another matchup right here. We got the Fugees, the Score, versus Run the Jewels three. Take the Fugees. Yeah, not even thinking not even a question. Yeah, yeah. Got same here. Like Run the Jewels, like they're like they have four albums. They're all great, but they kind of sound the same. When they they all kind of blend together, and it's like mm-hmm. not there's not a real except with the except one song. There's like there's nothing that's like super memorable, and it's no diss to that to that group, but it's like their sound is like very specific. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the score's got to make it. Um, next match here. Oh, we got main source breaking atoms. Versus Mob Deep's Infamous. Infamous M- Mob Deep. Yeah. All right. Got Infamous making it right there. Main Source. Uh, I will say like Main Source had two 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 songs. One was uh, Looking at the Front Door, mm-hmm. and the second one was Live at the Barbecue, barbecue yeah. which, which is not Nas. yeah Nas's first song. Yeah. So, so they have their place in the, in in hip hop history for that. Uh, next matchup we got. Uh, Diggable Planets, Reachin', a new refutation of time and space versus Salt and Pepper's Very Necessary. I'll take Salt and Pepper. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Did you see Diggable Planets? I did. I saw them at the Newport Jazz Festival last oh, year. Such an awful show. I thought it was good. I, oh, <laughs> they are so awful in life. I've seen them a couple of times. I did not like them at all. Oh, very, man. very boring. Very boring show. Uh, oh, you were at the Newport Jazz Festival? No, I saw him in New York, and I saw him in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was bored of shit. Oh, man. No, oh, that's too bad. Maybe it was just one of them things. Yeah. But yeah, I picked Salt and Pepper, and they were trenches they put on for, you know, really put on for the ladies. Mm. You know, Point give proof. it at all, so I got to give them their props for that one. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll agree with you. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with salt and pepper. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I was. Inside? I was. I was pulling for diggable planets. Shout out to disabled planets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dane Dickens for that yeah, one. I got it. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I, I'll go with salt and. Pe- well, I was gonna go with diggable planets because, like, I mean, it's it's a good album, but I think that they had two albums and blowout comb wasn't wasn't all that so. That leaves him with reaching, and that's the one that Marvel decided to do the uh, the hip hop cover to. Yep, yeah, but yeah, um, um, it's sad. It's sad that like after all these years, there's not there's no not very many uh, female hip hop groups. No, everybody's in it for themselves. Yeah, which is sad. But yeah, I'll go with uh, Salt and Pepper on this one too. Very necessary, making it to the next round. Their matchup is going to be really interesting, um, and then uh, the last matchup for the first round, 
we have A Tribe Called Quest's third album, Midnight Marauders, versus Little Brother's sophomore album, The Minstrel Show. Yeah. This is oh. Ninth Wonder versus Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Oh. Fonte, rapper Big Poo. Yep. Uh, Q-Tip, the late great Fife Dog. Fun. Mm. Ninth Wonder's. Oh man, I'm a huge Tribe fan. Ninth Wonder's gonna kill me. I gotta <laughs> go with Tribe. Mm. I know. I know. I did show with Ninth Wonder at Fet. Yep. That's when he brought down Rhapsody. Oh, nice. So I got to hang out with him. He gave me some beats and stuff. He's good, good, good brother. But yeah, I gotta go with with Tribe mm. on that one. Yeah, tribe. love little brother. Been spinning their music for forever, mm-hmm. but. With that one, I think the only reason why I'd go with Tribe on this one is because they relied, a lot of these albums relied too much on, um, like, guest appearances. Mm-hmm. They'll bring people from outside to do a verse on, on the songs. That's how they come up with Tribe. Yep. It's mainly Tribe. Yeah. Did the whole thing. So I got to mm-hmm. I gotta go with Tribe on that one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just, Midnight Marauder is such an iconic album. I mean, mm. like, it is. I, and Midnight Marauders has, and no disrespect to Little Brother, that that's such a good album. But it's just, you, like, they just had much, much longer, like, they just had that longevity. Yeah. And and believe it or not, this year marks the uh, 30th anniversary of Midnight Marauders. Yeah, dropped all the way back in 93. Yep. What is time, right? That was a good year. <laughs> it was, look at releases. That was such a good year for hip hop. Oh yeah, man. Ninety three was a hot year for hip hop for sure. Ninety four, from ninety ninety one to ninety six. Ninety six mm. was fire. Mm. I know you say what ninety eight was your favorite. Yeah, ninety eight was tough too. Yeah. yeah. Oh man! All right, so now we got our second round matchups here, and this is this is where we're gonna have some, some some hurt feelings possibly. Um, first up, we got Run DMC's "Raising Hell" versus Wu Tang's "36 Chambers." Thirty-six chamber. Oh no! Wait, I'm going "Raising Hell." <laughs> You're not getting wait, me to I gotta roll to. I gotta wait, wait, wait! Fuck I didn't you. finish it. I didn't finish well. I didn't finish it. I, I, I got to take, oh. Wu-Tang versus Run DMC? We're just talking about the album. We're not talking about the whole. <laughs> yeah, the whole catalog. Because if we went a whole catalog, then that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, Raising Hell and Walk This Way, My Adidas. Yeah. Piper. I'm going Raising Hell. Yeah. 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 Raising Hell. Send but- that to Fleet. But, but, <laughs> but, Wu Tang had thirty six chambers had cream, cream, the mystery of chess boxing, ch- chess box, yeah, yeah, that that chess boxing, yeah, huh? protect your neck, yeah, uh, bring the ruckus, Carl, are 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 you, are you sure you're gonna go with raising hell? Yeah, go yeah, no, no, nah, nah, I'll do, I'll, I'll do, yeah, run DMC. The, the, the inner B-boy in me. That inner B-boy in me. Okay, I, th- I think I need to rephrase the question dif- differently. Oh, okay. 
one of these out. Well, actually, both of these albums did change the game in hip hop. They did. One of them changed it more. So, in whose opinion? <laughs> uh, you're talking to an '80s baby right now, okay. so let's, let's not get into opinions. Let's be factual. Okay. Well. Uh, all right. Okay. Okay. You you can say that with 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 raising hell, right? Walk mm-hmm. this way was like one of the biggest crossover hits of all time. Rock and rap, Run DMC, the pioneers of that of that genre mashup, absolutely. But Thirty Six Chambers, you, you're talking about an album that stretched the 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 the, the boundaries of hip hop production. What RZA brought to the table was I would say more iconic or or more game changing than what Run DMC contributed. Pioneers as they are. Pioneers as they both are, right? But in terms of production, the game wasn't the same. It's like there's there's before Wu Tang and then there's after Wu Tang. You know, like A B C A D. I mean did you really just do that? <laughs> you don't make me throw this table in your fucking apartment. <laughs> I'm letting you dig your own hole, bro. <laughs> He's going to be like, this dude can never come back on my podcast. <laughs> um, I'm absolutely, undeniably disagreeing whole fucking heartily with you right now. Tell him what. Tell absolutely. Him All right. Absolutely. Because... If you're talking about game changers to have a hip hop group cross over into an entirely different genre that wanted nothing to, to do, do with that. us, mm-hmm. to open that door for people like Wu to do what they do and get that crossover appeal, which led them into the whole backpacker scene, into the, you know what I mean, into them young white boys. That's buying, that's hiding a CD from their mother and father because they don't want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for people like Run DMC and Run DMC's tour off of that album, mm-hmm. we'll never touch it. Okay. The the amount of tickets that was sold on that tour right there, and yeah. the number of groups that was put together on the Raising Hell tour, mm-hmm. we can't touch it. To this day, there's no hip hop tour that will touch that mm. and they weren't even as big as the fresh fest was in a fresh fest that was ran from 84 to i think 89 mm. you were able to get literally 10 of the top tier hip-hop groups to go on tour mm-hmm. yeah i mean like you had run dmc the fat boys curtis blow beastie boys yeah. you know kid and play utfo they all came out but they mm. still didn't do as big a numbers as Run DMC was doing. And they were going worldwide, selling out football stadiums. Mm. So again, I got to disagree. All right. Well said, well said, sir. Um, I will, (laughs) I will, uh, all right. I will, uh, I'll, I'll stick to 36 chambers. Absolutely. Respect. I respect that. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I got, I got to give it up to raising hell. Um, Yeah. Yeah. This, this I'm looking both, at the track list right now. Both, it's like, both solid works, man. It's like I yeah. said, I don't like Wu. I don't hate on him. 
Mm-hmm. They have their place in hip hop. Yeah. Wasn't for me. It's for mm-hmm. everybody else. It's fine. Yeah. I don't yeah. hate on nobody. Absolutely. Especially when they got way more money than I do. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And looking at the comments here, uh, Gary Threat says, uh, "Run, uh, run, walked so, so that so that Wu could run." Who is that? Uh, Gary Threat. I like Gary Threat. Uh, <laughs> Gary, it's my man from Buffalo. Yeah, it's uh, my man from Buffalo. Listen, Gary. Gary also says, "Let's be real." Dave Chappelle put Wu on. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's a bit of an exaggeration, but uh, but oh, oh, you you were saying, sir? Uh, no, I wasn't saying uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but all right, um, I'll let him know. I let Fleet know. <laughs> Wu, <laughs> Wu has been eliminated. <laughs> wow, that. A surprise to me, uh, for sure, but you know, uh, uh, an interesting one, I'll say. But uh, yeah, Run, Run DMC making their way to the quarterfinals here in this tournament. I ain't gonna lie, I, I see the Run, I see Raising Hell going all the way. Mm, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that bracket. I can goes. see that because. Right. <laughs> uh, so our next matchup right here, we got Mob Deep's The Infamous versus Paul's Boutique by Beastie Boys. You take that first. Yeah. Yeah. Take that first. Infamous? Yep. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, rest in peace to Prodigy. And yeah, the, the Infamous, like in terms of production, like Shook Ones Part 2. Yep. <sighs> Did you hear that new joint that Havoc just dropped? Oh, With no. Benny Reed? Oh. Do Benny Reed took the whole Infamous album, mm-hmm. played every single instrument, and jazzed the whole thing out. Oh really? I got it. I'll send it to you. All right, do that. Oh, I gotta, I gotta check yeah, that out. Super dope. Did a real, real good job on it. Nice, awesome. All right. So next matchup, we got uh, Cypress Hills Black Sunday versus De La Soul is dead. I'm gonna go with De La. De La. De La? Yeah. All right. I'm not gonna argue with that. I'm gonna go with De La for that here. De La Soul is dead, beating a uh, Black Sunday. Um, let's see. Uh, looking at the comments here, uh, Run DMC are, are the Beatles of hip hop by Slack Boogie. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Slack. Slack. No, no politics. politics. <laughs> Got Gary Let says. Just my shirt sa- Saturday. <laughs> Gary says, "Gotta diversify your bonds, homie." <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Um, next matchup here, uh, we've got Fuji's The Score versus Public Enemies' It Takes a Nation of Millions. Public Enemy. I'm going to go with Public Enemy now. Okay, okay. Not, not mad at it. Yeah, I'll, I was going to go with The Score, but yeah, two, two, out, two against one. All right, P.E. Not ma- not mad at that. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, the the score score is great, but um, that was like the Fuji's one and only great album because they had yeah they had a second one. Didn't they? No, they had they had, a, they had one before it called Blunted on Reality, but it okay. had like it was universally panned. I don't think I don't think it was widely released either. But uh, yeah, PE beating out the Fuji's. Uh, next matchup here we got. The Locks. Well, this is a unique matchup. The Locks. We are the streets versus Salt and Pepper's. Very necessary. Locks. <laughs> I'll go with the Locks. <laughs> I gave them their props in the first round. What? Yeah, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pepper's not don't got more buys than Jada. Sorry. <laughs> we all seen that versus. Oh yeah, locks and dipset. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> for for some of the wrong reasons. Dang, better versus. No, I think they had probably like two more, and that's it. Mm. Yeah. You only got a few of them after. Inca King said salt and pepper, but unfor- but the locks. Gotta make. Sorry, Angie. Yep, we are the streets. You know, recognize um, the song Fuck You. Yeah. That, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta give them props for that. Uh, next matchup, we got The Roots, How I Got Over versus Goody Mob's Soul Food. I'm gonna go with The Roots. Yeah, same. By, by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's tough. That is mm-hmm. tough. That's one. tough. That's a tough one. That's it is. tough. It is. Yeah, Nick Thomas says soul food in the comments here. Soul food is solid. Mm. <laughs> Nick Thomas says the East Coast bias. <laughs> 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 and uh, Gary Gary he's says from, he's from the south. He's from Louisiana. Uh, <laughs> and Gary says I refuse to pick. <laughs> Um, what say you, Carl, in this matchup? Wait, uh, uh Goody Roots, Mo- Roots, Roots. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I got to go with how I got over as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Soul Food was a was a great album, but how I got over, man. <sighs> yeah, man. The, the Roots, uh, Black Thought's like top five, and he's not five. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now we got two more. Uh, uh, second round matchups here. These are tough. First matchup uh, is Black Star versus Mecca and the Soul Brother. This one I gotta think about a little bit. Yeah, yeah. This is. I'm gonna go Mecca and the Soul Brother. Really? Hmm. hmm. You can say that. I'm going to go Blackstar. Oof. Man, I wish we had a coin. I could. I, I, this, 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 this is a coin flipper for me right here. Um, but then it could change tomorrow. It could. <laughs> it, it could. It could. Um, I'm going to go with Mecca and the Soul Brother. As I'm not well, mad at man. it. I'm, I'm not yeah. mad at it. There's really no wrong answer. No. Yeah. Uh, Mecca and the Soul Brother, Gary Threat, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Check that album yeah. out. That's you talk about talk about one of the one of the great hip hop duos. Speaking of uh, greatest groups, this is this right here, this matchup right here. We're talking about Outkast's Aquemini versus Tribe's Midnight Marauders. This is all silent cringe right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Tribe. Yeah. I'm going to say Aquemini, but, but just this much. Just this much. Yeah. It's solid. There's no wrong yeah. answer. Like, you can't, like, I can't even read <laughs> you on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, is, it is what it is. It, it's... Yeah. It's... it's yeah. yeah, it's... One of uh, a handful of albums, Aquemini got five mics in the source. 
Um, not not a retrospective five mics, but an but a yeah. original one. Midnight Marauders, I'd say it's Tribe's best album, Dude, but that's equivalent to Taker and HBK at WrestleMania twelve versus excuse me, twenty five against Brett and Owen WrestleMania ten. Mm. You ain't going wrong with either one of those matches. True. I'd say like these are two of the best albums from both groups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say I, I, my pick just by just by a couple of centimeters is Equemini. Uh I'm I'm not mad at you yeah, on that one. There's no wrong answer. Yeah, there no, really is no, wrong no, no wrong answer with this but, one. But you had a uh, tribe. Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not not no arguments here. The whole native tongues and Daisy Age. Yeah, that work that came out of that camp. Mm. You know what I mean? And it all started that flavor unit, right? You start yeah. with flavor unit. Mm. I'm going crazy. Oh yeah. You know the bodies of work that came out of that camp was nuts. Oh for sure. Native yeah. tongues, native tongues versus Dungeon Family. Mm. I'll take native <laughs> tongues. <also>. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Not even thinking. Yeah. Oh and. Now, now we're entering the quarterfinals territory, uh, gentlemen. So, uh, first match up here, we got the infamous by Mob Deep versus Run DMC's Raising Hell. We have one of one of the greatest albums of the '90s versus the album that arguably inexplicably beat one of the greatest albums of the '90s in Raising Hell. So, <laughs> you salty, <laughs> salty, salty. salty. <laughs> Hey, what's on, dude? I'm going to go with Mob. Oh. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. He's going to go with Mob, but it's just out of spite. <laughs> it's, it's tough, man. I'm going to go with Infamous. I'm going to go with Infamous See? in this one. And it's not out of spite. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's between two albums. I'm going to say the Infamous is is the better pick. But, you know, it's different style. But, you know. I think people forget how many joints Mob had. How many bangers. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Word of Music, Hell on Earth. Uh, was it Infamy, I think it was? The one they did after... In the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, one with the learning. Yep. When you're doing blends, that beat goes with damn near anything. <laughs> <laughs> damn near anything that's 100 beats per minute. All right. So Infamous makes it to the final four. Next matchup, we got We Are the Streets by the Locks versus The Roots, How I Got Over. This is easy. I'm going with The Roots. Yeah. I'm going with The Roots. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it had its run. Yeah. Yep. How I got over. All right. Next up, we got Midnight Marauders versus De La Soul is Dead. Fuck, I knew I was going to come down <laughs> this. Wait, this ain't the finals, is it? No. Oh, no. no. We're approaching the finals. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, Marauders. I'm going to go with Midnight Marauders. Yeah, I'm going to go with Midnight. Yeah, I gotta go to the tribe on this I'll one. I'll be on my way to work tomorrow and be like, I should have chosen. 
No, there you go. Right. Somebody gonna cuss me out. I can't even pick that. Oh man. All right, and then uh, cl- closing out the quarterfinals, we got Mecca and the Soul Brother versus Public Enemy. Right. Takes a nation. Damn. Of millions to hold this back. I'm gonna go with Mecca and the Soul Brother. Yep. Got Mecca. Mecca. All right. No, no arguments here. I'm gonna go with Mecca and the Soul Brother here, and as I'm putting this in the in the um, in, in the final four, Nick Thomas says that the South got something to say. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> the South shall rise again. Because <laughs> as you can see in the final four, all East Coast uh, groups. Uh. So, final four matchups. We have the Infamous versus the Roots. How I got over. Mob versus the Roots, and then we got Mecca and the Soul Brother versus Midnight Marauders. Mm. So mm. let's decide between Mob versus Roots. I'll take Mob. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Roots had his run. It, Roots it, had his yeah, run. Roots had his run. It did. It did. It, did. it. Now it's getting down to whatever names you say. What am I more likely to play in my car? Hmm. That's literally what it's coming down to. Because yeah. all okay. the arguments that I had all the way going through this, yeah. can't make them no more. Oh, wow. So, yeah, uh, Mecca and the Soul Brother, Pete Rock, CL Smooth, versus A Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders. Take Tribe. Tribe. Mm, okay. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Tribe as well. And that leaves us to the final matchup, one-on-one. There can only be one winner. Mm. Mob Deep's The Infamous, 1995, versus A Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders, 1993. I'm just going to go on the record and say, go fuck yourself. (laughs) 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 This is our fastest tournament we've ever done. I know. (laughs) Usually our tournaments be going for like three hours. Mm. (laughs) Me personally, I'm going to go with Tribe. Okay. I'd be more mm. likely to listen to Tribe front to back. Mm. But okay. then follow it right up with Mob. Yeah. <laughs> versus the Infamous? Yeah. So Midnight Marauders versus the Infamous. You trying to get input yep. from Fleet? Yup. <laughs> At least, no, 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 no. I got my decision. I got my decision. I just want to hear what Fleet fucking says. hold your hand too. Make a goddamn choice, man. <laughs> oh, my choice is my choice is Midnight Marauders. Well, there you go. Yeah. I just wanted to hear what Fleet said. <laughs> yeah, this this is a match right here that'll, man. This might cause some friendships to fracture. <laughs> think about it. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I too, I, I gotta go with Midnight Marauders on this one because the amount of times I listen to that album, um, especially like the their f- tribe's first three albums. You can't uh, get tired of them. Yeah. And mm. it's like one of those like like you can say like both albums are arguably like perfect albums, like no skips, you just they're just a vibe from yeah. start to finish. Um, if you're in the mood for something like dark, almost horrorcore, you got the infamous. You got something uh, jazzy, something like kind of like lighter. You got Midnight Marauders. Yeah, I gotta go with Tribe on this one. In other words, you want to chill in your car, listen to Midnight Marauders. You feel like selling drugs, you go to <laughs> choking bitches on the ass. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and party wow. people, your winner of the fastest ever tournament on the Codex Prime podcast for best hip-hop group album, A Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders. Franchise is going to hit a backflip when he hears this. (laughs) 
Hmm? It's a franchise is going to hit him back for me. <laughs> I showed him the brackets, and he was like, yeah, he was going to go tribe all the way. Yeah. Mm. Like, okay, this this this, uh, this this tournament for me turned out a little different than I thought. I thought that I, I thought that Aquemini was going to make it to the Final Four. Really? And 36 Chambers, they were going to meet as, I like, thought the it, finals. I thought it would be 36 and, Chambers. Yeah. But but you but you made a great case for raising hell, sir. I I, I commend. I, I appreciate you, sir. Yeah. I do. I appreciate everybody's. I value your opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a matter of the way you look at. It. Like I said, because with me coming up in a different generation, different different time, I hear things different than right. the newer cats would hear it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're gonna be more likely to be like, you know, mob this and you know that whole era of it. Whereas I'm coming from the day lives and. Della Funky Homo Sapiens and you know that raw like late 80s to mid 90s was my grip on hip hop oh yeah so yeah and indeed yeah uh, Carl any uh, any additional points uh, what did uh, the the fleet DJ fleet, say fleet hasn't said anything yet at least mass fleet <laughs> um yeah this really this really did surprise me you know I really thought that Wu-Tang would take it all the way. It's like, especially you know, like how iconic that was. I was not expect for expecting it to get shut out by um by uh, raising hell. Like I just did. It's like one of those things that you just don't think about it at the moment. Yeah. Mm. When it's just like yo, Ra- oh woo, you got it. And especially they're so widely popular. You know? Yeah. And that's one of the things I was just saying. Like I'm, I hear the raising hell. I grew up when that record dropped so that was a big thing whereas Wu's gonna be like my raising hell is your Wu time right mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, you experience so. you experience yeah, you experience raising hell like you we weren't really old enough yeah like raising hell came out what 86 like 86 87 yeah. yeah yeah we was like three yeah yeah you know I mean I may have been like 17 <laughs> may or may not oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Nick, Nick Thomas has uh, showing some umbrage in the comments. He says the the fix was in for the South. So many albums we got. <laughs> well, listen, the South has some shit though. Yeah, they do. The South has some shit. Like a lot of people sleep on the dudes from the South, man. Mm. Yeah, a lot of dudes like Killer Mike had some real solid stuff. Even the West Coast, man. Too short. Mm. Yeah, he ran the whole him and E Forty ran the whole West Coast. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like a lot mm. of folks don't know, too short. And E forty pretty much funded most of West Coast West Coast hip hop for a lot of years. Mm. Indeed, yeah. Um, I, I I will I will say Nick Thomas. Um, if we ever come up with like a Southern hip hop uh, album tournament, uh, we'll we'll be Outcast sure. Outcast is winning. Yeah, Outcast will be winners by default, so we may have to take them off Listen, the list. Yeah. But Outcast, and then you don't forget, you got Scarface down there okay. out of yeah. Texas. All right. Yep. Yeah, Ghetto Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Scarface was that dude. Yeah. So, listen, fellas, I got to go. I yep. know you're in the middle of your podcast. I don't want to interrupt you. Thank uh, you very yeah. much for having me, brother. Of course. Yeah. Sir, always a pleasure. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Fleet. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to All right. Get into your review. I, I do want to hear your review on... Uh, Oh, Mr. Ariasta. Oh yeah, I'll, but I do I'll got something to say about Velociraptor. Y'all gotta give me. Okay, a- yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, uh, 
uh, party people, ladies and gentlemen, that was DJ uh, uh, Donnie Battle. Uh, so uh, yeah, so that was our hip hop uh, gr- best hip hop group albums tournament. Um, yeah, man, um, there were so many so many hits here. Uh, you can make a case for just about any of these albums that we went through. Um, I thought Thirty Six Chambers was going to win. My personal pick to win this tournament was Outcast Sequemini. So Nick Thomas, like you said that the fix was in for the South, but for what it's worth. I was pulling for Aquemini. I was really pulling for Aquemini, and I thought that it was going to beat Midnight Marauders. But you know, you know, Carlin, Carlin, uh, Donnie made a good case for uh, for Tribe, and it was like you know two against one, so it had to advance in the tournament. But the the winner the winner of this tournament in my heart is Aquemini because you talk about. You, you talk about <laughs> you talk about Outkast's like greatest album. You talk about one of the greatest albums of 1998. Aquemini is it, and yeah, like that album like really exemplifies what not only like the the best of Southern hip hop, but also like the versatility of hip hop. Because like you listen to Aquemini, it's like a funk album. It's like it's like just just gets in your soul, gets in your bones. Like you got Skewer on the Barbie, Rosa Parks, Return Return of the G, Synthesizer, The Art of Storytelling, um, Spadiati, Dopealicious. Yeah, man. So 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 many hits. So so Nick Thomas. Um, I will say I'm with you, brother. Uh, Aquemini was my was my pick to win. It's a winner in my heart, but I can't hate on Tribe. But I will say, thir- <laughs> but I will say, thirty six chambers, thirty six chambers was that was the upset victory. That was like the. That, I will say this. <laughs> that was the upset. I will say this. That was thirty six chambers beating. Well, well thirty six chambers losing to Raising Hell. Was like Jinder Mahal beating Randy Orton. It was not. Okay, all right. No, all right. it was not. All right, I, I think that's a bridge too far. Yeah, but, um, that, that was too far. Oh, man. What was... I, 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 okay, uh, he, he, here's a better comparison. I'll say... Raising, Brett and Owen versus... It was Brett and Owen. Exactly. Just reverse. Exactly, exactly. It, it was like it was like Owen Hart beating Bret Hart at WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Raising Hell beating 36 Chambers. But, you know... Y'all made a y'all made a good case for it, especially uh, Donnie here. So I can't be mad at it. But that was a hard one. It was it, it was, was hard. A hard one. There was a lot of cringing in that tournament. <laughs> there was a lot of cringe. Donnie wants to do just flat out groups. Just groups. Just groups. Ooh, yeah. Then, so that way we can match their entire their, their entire. Ca- Fuck. Oof. I'll do one. I'll do one better. Was that? Can't necessarily call them uh, producers, but mm-hmm. beat makers. Beat makers. Yeah. Ooh, okay. All right. Um, let me th- let me think. Just Blaze versus Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye West, or should we call him Pre- Kanye West? Yeah. I'm sorry. Premier ver- <laughs> Timberland against Dre. Hmm. Mm, Timberland versus Dre, or like Pete Rock versus Premier. Yeah, that was another. That was another one I had in mind. Yeah, uh, RZA versus Ninth Wonder. I, get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Oh, 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 we'll have some more. You know what? You know who else I would love to have on for that? Slack. Mm. Slack Boogie knows his hip hop. Okay. He went Neptune's versus Swiss. Ooh. 
No, 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 my brother. If you're going to put the Neptunes against somebody, you got to put the Neptunes versus the Trackmasters. Oh, that that right there. That's something right there. Now, we, we, got, we have a conversation right there. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, Trackmasters, like, they were, like, dominant in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but say what you want. Like that song, that beat was so basic, but it was so fire. It was. It was. Oh, Carl, can you hear me that uh tripod over there? The little uh me. Yeah, I'm gonna put the Oh, so, oh you out here just Yeah. So uh yeah, so for those of so those of you watching the Facebook live feed, uh oh, ex- it's gonna get a little funky looking over here. Excuse me as I um adjust the camera since um since our guest, since DJ Donnie Battle just left, I'm just gonna put the put the uh, uh, camera to our traditional two uh, two man setup here. Uh, Nick Thomas has a really good uh, comment here. He says, uh, um, "The Alchemist, as far as beat making, is a go- is oh, the who would I put against Ooh. Alchemist? Maybe. Oh, we might as well just keep this conversation rolling. Ah, oh. Alchemist. How about?" Have it from Mob D. Yeah, yes. Mm. Yeah, because I think they, two, yeah. their their styles are like way too similar, and they work. Yeah, because they have like dark brooding beats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Excuse me as I move the. Uh, apologies for any. Uh, yeah, it's gonna look funky. Apologies for any um um shaky cam action going on here, but I'm just uh. Just, just it to our. Oh man, who, who else we got? I'm not even talking. I'm not even. I don't even want to limit it to just beat makers and producers. Oh. You want to talk groups too? Mob Deep versus UGK. Static selector, okay. Cool and Dre, they had their they had their moments. I wouldn't. Cool and Dre, who? Uh... They did a lot of the terror terror squad stuff. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Hmm. yeah you... Oh, um, Manny Fresh. Who would I put against Manny Fresh? I mean, Cash Money had some bangers. They yeah, did. It was undeniable. Manny Fresh has to be there for the South. Um, dang. I will put Manny Fresh against... Nah, Swiss would freaking wash Manny Fresh. You think Swiss would wash Manny Fresh? Absolutely. I mean, I, I will say... Okay, I will say the Swiss Swiss's sound is more... It's more diversified compared to Manny Fresh. I'll say that. The Rough Rider Volume 1. Rough Riders Volume 1. Hmm. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Need I say more? Rough Riders Volume 1 is probably one of the greatest compilation albums I've ever heard. That was a dope album. That that album had 99 on lock. It did. I I remember I bought a copy when I was in... I was like ninth and tenth grade. Ninth grade, ninth mm. going into tenth. Yeah. Cause I listened to that album the entire summer from like 
it was like May to about to to September. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh uh, let's see. Nick Thomas says MF Doom. Yeah, you gotta give give respect to Doom. Oh, absolutely. Um he says that he says Swiss beats would would not wash Manny Fresh. He says, absolutely. He says he will. Nick Thomas says no the hell he wouldn't. Yes, he would. And he also goes on to say, Little Wayne's The Carter One, completely produced by Manny Fresh. Jay-Z's Hard Knock Life. What? Majority produced by Swiss. That is true. Although, like, Hard Knock Life technically is one of Jay-Z's wor- quote-unquote worst albums. But even then, it wasn't even bad. It was mediocre at worst. Yeah, especially compared to Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. But but then even then, you still probably... If, it's, if you're going to take... Jay-Z's worst album is probably Kingdom Come. Oh yeah. That album and, was and, trash. I know I wouldn't call it I wouldn't call it trash. Yeah, I it, for me that was like a one one listen only album. I, I listened to it, I was like, yeah. Maybe maybe I didn't let it let it grow on me, but I didn't like what I heard the first time. You even show me what you got just wasn't hitting for me. Nah, that hit me hard, man. <laughs> like when I when that first hit like I, I always like Just Blaze's I like Just Blaze's style because it's very explosive to me mm-hmm. and it just it's always been like so hard hitting it's very loud so it's like yeah I, I'm a Just Blaze fan mm. so yeah um woo man uh other pro- yeah we, we can talk about other we can talk just we can talk just hip hop in general oh man yeah. we can let me see. I got my top five right here. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Now read the fine print. Because he spits hot fire. The best rappers of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I think Kyle just Kyle actually just texted me like, "Yo, where'd you get that shirt from?" <laughs> T Pub, T Public, y'all. Um, whoo. But Kanye West is goaded as a producer. Yeah, but you know, before he went crazy, before before the Kardashian curse. Yeah, before he said slavery was a choice and was caping for Trump. Yeah, way and, yeah way before that. Let's let's separate the artists. Separate and, the artists from the man. And became an anti-Semite. His work on the Blueprint. His work on the Blueprint was great. Yeah, it was great. I mean, uh, Kanye West as a as a producer. Yeah, he's he was damn good. He was damn good. I can't take that away from no, him. No, you can't. You can't. But uh, he's also an anti-Semitic coon. But anyway. Well, yeah. But I'm trying to. I'm trying not to focus on that. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, man. <sighs> yeah, we, we 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 can go on and on for like hip hop producers. Uh, go but, on and on for hip hop. Or hip hop, just in general. general, like. But uh. But yeah, man. Um, oh, of course. Oh, D- yeah. D- Dilla would just probably take the cake. Oh, Dilla is one of the the late great Jay Dilla. Uh, absolutely one of the greats. Got, no, his documentary came out. Oh, he has a documentary. He has a documentary on Hulu. Oh, sweet. Is it new? Yeah, it just came out like early April. Oh, and I, I gotta watch that. Yeah, me too. I completely. I'm mad. I forgot all about it. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm just like looking at Jay Dilla's documentary on Hulu. Yep, set for release on Hulu via FX. Yeah, it's already out though, right? Yeah, it says The Legacy of Jay Dilla. Yep, came out April 7th. Let's not sleep on the Dipset era. The Heat Makers? 
I'm gonna say Dipset, those dumb bastards. <laughs> they they had the, all they had was really good beats. They had good production, and that's it. Lyrically, they were laughable. I get the. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. Although I was a fan, Dipset was pretty much great value when they broke off on their own. Mm-hmm. It was basically great value Rockefeller. They really just took Rockefeller sound. They really did. And just chipmunked it up a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get the boosters boosting. I get computers putin. That's an actual Cameron rhyme. Uh, hokey pokey, okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if that's an actual Cameron rhyme. He did say that. Well, there you go. See? You see? <laughs> uh, bro, Cameron was hard, bro. I, li- I love the Come Home With Me album. His rock- his first Rockefeller album. Oh, yeah. with him. Confessions and Fire was good. Mm-hmm. Purple Haze, not as good as Come Home With Me. Mm-hmm. What about uh, his second album, Sports, Drugs, Entertainment? It was okay. Yeah. But I'm. He's still laughing at that hokey pokey okey toke. Man, no wonder he lost that at uh, versus. He wasn't into that. He that was for the, they did it for the check and they did it. Listen, Dipset did it for the check. Locks did it for the sport. Yeah, and plus, like Dipset though, that hey, we're in Harlem, so we're gonna get the cheap hometown pop. No. <laughs> King Kanye gave Cam his best song though. Down down and out, maybe? Dead or alive? Could be that too. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't change the fact that uh lyrically lyrically, um Black Thought Cameron is not. <laughs> no, uh I was gonna say, um No, you said yeah, down and out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a hit. I mean, I listen to the instrumental for that song more than the actual song. Why? You know, I'm gonna use that in probably my next blend, my my next mixtape, which is available now. Sent just DM me. Yeah, yeah, great, great job on the mixtape, sir. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I loved how it was, how a bunch of it was like a throwback to like the early 2000s, and it had the taste of like the modern sound. It was great. I especially I especially liked your your mix of uh Hall and Oates. Really? Yeah, that that was cool. I was like, nice. I'm be honest with you. Like is uh I would probably say my favorite one on that was Shake You Down. Mm. That was good. That that was probably my like that one just kind of like that just like it, 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 when I made it, everything just flowed perfectly. Hmm. Like, did not have the, I just had to press, just press play and press record, and, and it was like, I right, anything I need to do, I did not need to do nothing. Hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. All right. Yeah. Yep. Appreciate. I appreciate it, Nick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, it's um. Ali uh, says he's lying. Uh, his favorite is really "Baby Come Back." Okay, that was. <laughs> I didn't that... expect to hear that. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, 
this is random, but it fits somehow. Okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> but then the intro. Mm-hmm. Oh, the intro was good. That was um, oh, Aaliyah's We Need a Resolution. Yeah. Yeah, with the Roman Reigns. That was like, okay, all right. I, I, I see you, Carl. <laughs> I had to throw something of me in there, and I was like, you know what? And here's the thing. Sometimes when I hear the song, just the, the theme song, I'm like, yeah, the one thing, it just kind of has to go up. <laughs> like, you say what you want, say how you feel about it, but I was like, yo, that theme song just exuberates power. It does. You know, I heard it sounds similar to the Succession uh, theme music, from what I hear. I, I, I actually li- YouTube it. I, I do hear some similarities. I got to I gotta listen to it. Yeah, but I've never watched the show, so. The know. Baby Come Back. I love the song, and it, it, you know, I was, when I was recording it, I, it just, I wanted to use that song so bad. Mm. Yeah. And so it literally took me, like, out like hours mm. to get that one just right. Mm. She got so sick of that song. She hates that song now. <laughs> she hates it. Yeah, there there are songs like that are that play through sheer repetition that I just hate when I the second I hear. I love that. I still love that song. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, shifting shifting gears from from music. Um, I know you said you wanted to talk about. And listen, we watched that movie on Sunday. The Velocipaster. I yes. Okay. Yes. I, yeah, I, I've been looking forward. Yes, to- by player. Hmm. If you want to hear, just DM me, and I'll make sure you get a copy. Yes. CD and/or flash drive, ten bucks each. Yep. Rise of the Blend Panther. But. Oh my God, that movie! Mm-hmm. That movie—it's—it's so bad. Yep. That it's good. Exactly. But just so many problems. First of all, yes, Frankie Mermaid is—he's a, a national treasure. <laughs> Between that one scene of why he of, of his name mm-hmm. and his confessional. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. stole candy from a baby, mm. then threw the baby into the river so it won't snitch, obviously. <laughs> then um, when he found out. Evil Dead, Dead Rises. Rises. I have not. Now I'm <laughs> Nick. Nick, watch Velocipasta on Tubi. <laughs> You'll love it for all the wrong reasons. Oh, man. Dude, when he found out, yeah, and I'm spoiling it because it's just like it's nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. But dude, when he found out <laughs> that his parents died, mm-hmm. he said, "You might as well just kill me." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens. So, um, the legend that is uh, Frank Frankie. Tyrone Vontavious Mermaid. I just made it up. And that's good. Listen, people just give black people black names. Come on. Yeah. You got Cody Jamal. You got Cody Jamal Rhodes. Yep. <laughs> Jaquan Curtis Uso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommaso Deshaun Champa. Yep. 
Jonathan Leroy Gargano. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Jerome Omega. Yep. Yeah, we do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Like, dude, how can they go to the same forest that's supposed to be China? Mm-hmm. Then they go to the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And, dude... First of all, how did dude's wife end up in Vietnam? That's what I said <laughs> last week. <laughs> then, he's, then she's running to him and just magically blows up. Yup. <laughs> and the dudes just come up to him just like, well, that's a mess. <laughs> she's too far gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were, all her remnants were all over him. Hmm. That's what she said. But... <laughs> Oh my God, Nick Quatrini, you were real. You were MVP for that one. Yeah. Oh, and how about the the final scene where he transformed into the full Velocipaster? <laughs> oh my God, we're literally watching it like yo. So that's how we got. In this. You can barely see the whole of how we got into the suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sleeps with homegirl. I'm like, yo, don't you think he might want to clean up that wo- clean up that wound first? Nope, apparently not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. It was so great. Like I just watched this. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life, and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's the Velocipaster for you. Um, and, Andrea Elizabeth says, "I hate that this is real. I'm watching the trailer now. <laughs> just watch, just watch the movie. Take an hour of your life. Medicate yourself how you want to, mm-hmm. and have the time of your life. Yeah, yeah. This this is a uh, this is peak Tubi right here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we and then there's that coming out show with the home." T- <laughs> We're home to who got hit in the head with the frying pan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. But you did finish the psychic. I did finish the psychic. Um, it so yeah, it didn't improve in those last <laughs> twenty minutes. Um, yeah. So okay. So the, with the Velocipaster, there was a clear intention that we were going to make a movie so bad it's good. We were going to make something corny, can't be taken seriously. And there was some craft, some legit production values to the Velocipaster. The Psychic VX. VFX <laughs> car on fire. <laughs> See, like, they cut... <laughs> They decided to cut. It was interesting where they chose to cut corners. Like, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna show a car on fire, but we're gonna show someone exploding into red mist. Poorly, but yeah. But 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 the psychic, it had it had no production value to speak of. It was just shot in like random Baltimore County homes, high end Baltimore County homes, on iPhones presumably. No, no, no effort for lighting. No real effort for like you know dynamic camera angles. Nothing to make it really stand out beyond beyond like something that barely qualifies as a student film. I'd probably grade it. I'd probably give it like a D minus, just to be generous. And I think out of respect for cinema, 
I'm not putting it on my list of movies I watched this year. <laughs> I just can't. But Velocipasta made it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's there. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> um, John Nunez says, uh, what's the topic? Uh, earlier, uh, earlier, John, we had our Best Hip Hop Group Albums Tournament. Uh, once, once we're done with this episode, you can go back and listen to um, uh, the albums that made it or didn't make it and which one eventually won. Uh, right now we're just chatting about you know movies we saw and i got and i got a few movies i got three movies to to recommend one of which <laughs> i can't wait to talk about just go on ahead all right so um so i i have two i have i saw three movies this past weekend they're all available in theaters um three recommendations so the first movie i saw was called polite society uh, Polite Society, it's a British action comedy drama, uh, which is the film debut of Nita Manzoor. Um, this is a uh, this is a film that centers on um, it's like a it's like a genre bending uh, comedy, which centers on this British Pakistani uh, family. It's about this young teenage girl named Ria Khan who aspires to be a stunt woman, and uh, she her older sister uh, Lena. Who's this art school dropout? Is is set to get married to this uh, to this well-to-do like geneticist who's like very very handsome, very popular, and his mother is very domineering and very snooty. And so uh, Rhea uh, thinks that Rhea wants to prevent her sister from being married to this dude. So hijinks ensues. A lot of random kung fu choreographed kung fu fights ensue. In in India in uh, Pakistani uh, Indian garb, it's it's wonderful. It's it's a great treat. It's a it's a mixture of like action comedy, teenage coming of age drama, um, and, and just wacky hijinks. This is a really unique film, uh, Polite Society. It's it's one that I absolutely recommend if you're looking for something fresh in the movie theater. Check it out. It just dropped this past Friday. Um, that's one I highly recommend. The other one I recommend is this Finnish. A uh, uh, film called Sisu, and S I S U, and it's a ninety-minute Nazi killing spree. Oh, that's men. Yeah, it's ninety minutes of just glorious carnage. It's about um, this unkillable, um, this basically this 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 uh, Finnish soldier who basically operates in God mode. He discovers some gold on his in his homestead, and then um, some Nazis who are losing the war. Uh, are, are after him in his gold. Unfortunately, they picked the wrong one, and you see Nazis get murdered in the, in the worst and best ways possible. This is like the ne- it's like the next best thing to playing Wolfenstein, basically. That that was the game. I was drawing a blank. I'm like, what game is that that Vic absolutely loves? Oh, Wolfenstein. Yep, the New Colossus and, and the New Order. Yeah, those those are great. What's up, Carl? Foxy Brown is gone. Oh yeah, I took it to uh, my new my new my new home. Oh okay. Yeah, but yeah, Sisu absolutely recommend. Ninety minutes of just wall to wall Nazi killing action. I love it, and so will you. But the movie that I saw, oh, this one I wanted to talk about. Oh man, you you talk about movies that I've been looking forward. And and, and yes, Nick Thomas, Sisu feels so much like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It really does. Um, this movie is the third, uh, third, third film by writer, director, and national treasure Ari Aster. Won't go that far, but go ahead. Who must be protected at all costs? And this movie, I hear anything, but it's 
This movie stars Joaquin Phoenix, and it's a movie called Bo is Afraid. It's three hours of absolute baffling absurdity. It's a surrealist, uh, quasi-horror, tragic comedy. Joaquin Phoenix gives one of his craziest and, and, and most engaging, wild performances. This uh, let, me, let me explain what this movie is about. Okay, so the movie stars Joaquin Phoenix uh, has a great cast. It's got Patti Lupone, Nathan Lane, Amy Ryan, Parker Posey, Stephen McKin- McKinley Henderson, Michael Gandolfini, and Richard Kind, among others. Okay. So, uh, so the film Bo is Afraid. It's a story about this um, this young this man named Bo Wasserman. He's played by Joaquin Phoenix, and he's the son of this wealthy businesswoman named Mona Wasserman, who recently passed away. And Bo, it's he 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 has to travel to his mother's funeral, but. There's there's a lot there's a lot going on in his life. You see, Bo he's he's he deals with a, a lot of guilt. He's very repressed. He lives in a crime ridden neighborhood that looks like it's straight out of the Joker movie. Like his neighborhood has like it has this uh, naked dude called the Birthday Boy Stab Man who walks around with his dick out stabbing people with a rusty knife. And uh, his neighborhood also features this tattooed man with dilated pupils who chases after Bo every time he runs into his apartment. There's a there's a there's a there's a graying, de- decomposing corpse of a homeless person on the same street that Bo lives on. There's a guy uh, just dancing salsa merengue by himself for no reason. Um, and then there's another homeless, uh, another uh, unhoused person that chases after Bo, going, "Help me! Help 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 me!" All of this is all of this is a rather normal occurrence in his life, in, in his neighborhood. So, uh, when Bo receives the news that his mother passes away by having a chandelier fall on her head, and just straight up obliterates her entire cranium, um, Bo devastated. He has to travel to um, uh, to 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 his mother's uh, funeral, but along the way, um, he he gets he suffers some injuries, um, and he gets one thing one thing to another one leads to another, which leads him to be de- de- you know derailing him from his quest. And as you're watching the movie, you know you get to learn why Bo is the way he is. You, you you see you you see a, a flashback of his childhood, where there's some real like Oedipal, Oedipus Rex shit between him and his mom. Like his mom, the younger version of his mom, who's played by um, Zoe Lister Jones, is this really very manipulative, very conniving, very uh, emotionally mentally abusive woman, who basically who basically makes Bo feel guilty for feeling normal feelings, for being a normal kid. Um, there's a scene where, where Bo's a kid and he meets this girl uh, named uh, Elaine. And they meet on vacation, and his mom makes him feel guilty about that. And as you're watching the movie, and you see why Bo's going, going through his things, you realize that, well, at least my interpretation is that Ari Aster makes a great case 
for the importance of 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 good men's health because 50% I'd say 50% of Bo's problems would have been solved if he would just simply nut okay see one of Bo's issues at least my interpretation of the film is that if Bo had just you know just nutted earlier in life in his life then half the problems that he experiences in this film would not have taken place he'd be a more well-adjusted person this sounds really bizarre but when you watch the film it makes sense and i will say that i will never listen to mariah carey's always be my baby the same way again after the scene that i saw um his mother, played by Patty Lupone, is one of the most is is just a wretched person. And when you see her on screen, her her character Mona Wasserman is just awful. Just just like kind of like channeling Tony Collette's mother character in Hereditary, but but somehow more but somehow worse. Uh there's also a there's also a, a, a scene in the film uh, uh, um, where where uh, where where Bo is injured and he he is taken in by uh, this this couple uh, played by Nathan Lane and Amy Ryan <laughs> and they have a teenage daughter named Tony who 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 uh, wants Bo to get fucked up with her. And how she gets fucked up, well, <laughs> I'm just going to leave that for the film. That's one of the, the the pleasures, for lack of a better word, for the film that I'm going to leave for your imagination. Um, there's also a, 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 this, um, this war veteran who lives with uh, Amy Ryan and Nathan Lane's characters who just stares at Bo in the distance, and you see him running around in the background. Um Basically, he left the war, but the war never left him. And how he goes about, how he goes about uh, his 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 uh, actions in the film. Well, I'll leave that for the film as well. I will say this: there is a there is one genuinely horrifying scene in the film, which is the which I will say is a apt visual metaphor for what an absentee father is. Ari Ari Aster's version of what an absentee of what an absentee father is his visual metaphor of that well it's it's in my brain forever Carl and I don't think I can unsee it I don't think I want to see it um I kind of have to and and I, and I and I will say that the the, 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 the there's also one sequence in Bo is afraid that is like a movie within a movie where uh, it's like kind of like a fairy tale or some kind of like a fable that his character goes through, um, which I thought was really well done. So yeah, all in all, all in all, I will say Bo is Afraid, it, it is definitely the most baffling, the most, probably the most confusing, the most confounding of Ari Aster's three movies. Um, it, it's not, it's not strictly horror. It's definitely more surreal, more absurdist. It's more David Lynch than than anything else i enjoyed it i enjoyed the three-hour ari aster experience um of course you did 
it's, it's, it's a film that I can't really recommend to to most people. You know, it's um, it, it, it's a film that if if you're the type of if you're, if you're if you're the type of movie watcher that doesn't like to be challenged, if you're the type of movie watcher that that likes safe, comprehensible, paint by numbers stories that go from Act One to Two and Three, you know, movies that exemplify the red brand, then this movie's not for you. You're an asshole. But if you want you to, love taking, yo, taking shots at me. <laughs> I'm not talking about anybody in particular. Yeah, you are. But if, if but if if you're in the mood for something adventurous, something that's something that's D for demented, D for delightful, D for delicious. Yeah, gotta be all that. Watch Bo is afraid. It's one of Joaquin Phoenix's best performances in, in a string of great performances. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, when, when when you see Ari Aster's version of an absentee father, you're gonna be like, "God damn, maybe he does need therapy." I would argue that cinema is Ari Aster's therapy, and I think we're all the better for it. And I can't wait to see him do his 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 his, his fourth film. I still want to see a musical version of the Strange Thing about the Johnsons. Don't stop. No. I'm putting I'm putting no. that out. Nope. I want that to be three and a half hours. I want that to be even crazier than what we saw in that film. Make it happen. Why don't you write a screenplay? Why don't you write a movie? <laughs> After what you wrote last week? What After what, your short story? What I wrote wasn't even that bad. It was light. It was light work. I, I, I want to see you write a short story. I, I want to see you write a movie. I mean, I mean, maybe you can write yourself a script, and we can have Stanley Bois, who directed uh, "Pray," for, who made uh, the "Pray for the Bear" movie. Y'all can collaborate, and the next thing you know, <laughs> they got himself a movie. I mean, it can't be two B production values, though. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta amp it up a little bit. But you got the money to do all that. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, Bo is afraid, but you don't have to be. You don't have to be afraid of Bo. Um, yeah, because everybody's afraid of you now. Hot and creamy. <laughs> <laughs> the laugh makes it worse. Oh, man. I can't wait to see this movie in 4K. I hope A24... Releases a special edition 4K edition of this movie so I can order it from their website and watch it again. I hope Criterion releases You'll a version. watch it one more time and then that's it. This is going to collect dust in your collection. Oh, for a while, sure. But man, listen man, Bo is afraid. That's, uh, if, 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 if you have three hours and you're looking to watch something that, um, something that you might regret, Go watch Bo is Afraid. It's in it's in theaters now. A24's latest. Um, I will say it's not it's not the best Ari Aster film. My favorite is still Midsummer, Midsommar, but it's still really good. And uh, when you see the scene that has Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby, you'll be like, wow, man. I can't listen to that song the same way again. Doo-doo-doo. Doo-doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. 
<laughs> I've never seen it, so I can't really like be mortified by it. Listen, man. I mean, like I said, if 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 Bo, if Bo was allowed to get that wet earlier in his life, hey. I mean, then you wouldn't have the movie would be completely different. He'd be more well adjusted. But man, sometimes I mean, it it just, it just shows that at the end of the day, his main problem he just really needed to he just really needed that release. That that was again that was my interpretation of the movie. But yeah, that's that's my that's my take on uh, Ari Aster's latest. Um. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it's a movie that... <laughs> Your movie picks make me nervous. <laughs> it's, it's Me too, Andrea, me it's, too. It's a movie that I can't really easily recommend to other people, especially if, you know, if, if you're used to the cuddly, safe, you know, blanket that is the MCU. You, you know, this, this, this is oh, kind of... Oh, shut up. I watched Tree of Life. <laughs> Tree of Life is great. I've watched every single movie that you, whatever movie we, even <laughs> when I win the bets, mm-hmm. I still watch the movies. You do? All of your recommendations. Yeah. Cannibal Holocaust. Fuck that movie. Hey, I wouldn't have known about that movie until, unless you can. Man. But, 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 I, but I will say, if if Bo is afraid, it makes you nervous. Andrea, do watch Polite Society. That was a really good one. That was my favorite movie this weekend. Or if you're a fan of action movies that are pretty gory, Sisu. That's also a good one too. Oh, Nazis are getting killed. Who's not going to be entertained by that? <laughs> Nazis. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's my uh, that's my uh, weekend. It was great. Well, my weekend, and I'm going to run through this quick because we are definitely running out of time. Uh, yep. This past weekend, I... Hold on. What did I do Friday? Nothing. Saturday. Sunday, I went to the... And it was held by uh, Charles Brown. Brown. Mm-hmm. Wait one sec. So I can get the... Okay, the Rhode Island. I went to the Rhode Island is live uh, party brunch and top influencers award ceremony, nice. which uh, our guest tonight, uh, Donnie Battle, was honored amongst uh, twenty five other uh, influencers and entrepreneurs in the Rhode Island area. So it was very great to um, to experience that. To you know, see Donnie get honored. You know, Don- I've known Donnie since I was twelve. I mean. I've always loved hip hop. He taught me hip hop from my days at uh, City Yards, breakdancing. Listen, that man kept us out of trouble. Mm-hmm. So he's always been a mentor of mine. So I had I I wouldn't have missed that for the world to see him get on it, get 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 the flowers that he deserves, and so many others. So and a couple of people who will be on the show, who'll be on the show very very soon. Mm-hmm. So um it was really good to check. it was really good to be a part of that. So um yeah, that's what I've been up to on that this past weekend. Mm-hmm. But this weekend coming up. Oh, and I also DJed at the um, DJed at the YMCA's uh, Healthy Kids Day at um at the McCall YMCA, which is a lot of fun. So um thank you thank you to the YMCA for having me. But this Saturday, we will be at our friendly neighborhood, Rock Cocos, weather permitting, in um, 
yeah, we'll be David Morales is going to be there. We're going to have a whole, you know, free comics to be given away so you can bring your family. There's going to be so much more. There's going to be some cosplayers there too. We're going to it's going to be a ball. It's going to be a ball from 11 to 5 p.m. at Raw Coco's 182 Academy Ave in Providence. Just come on out. Say what's up. I'll be there. Vic's going to be there. You know, chilling with everybody, giving out some flyers and whatnot. So, yeah, come through. Show some love. You won't regret it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and as per usual, uh, you can also uh, catch all of our episodes on Facebook Live uh, every Tuesday evening around 8-ish p.m. Eastern. That's right. Um, also on audio, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iTunes. Um, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, any any podcast and platform you can think of, we're we're pretty much there. So just drop us uh, drop us your listen, your likes, your comments. We really appreciate it. Yep, and also check us out on social media, uh, Facebook Live. At, you know, on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Cortex Prime. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, you can also catch us on Instagram at Cortex Prime Podcast, Twitter. At Cortex Prime Cast. Um, I have some stuff on Mixcloud. Just look up Mr. Bird1027 on all my platforms. And um, also, just DM me if you're interested in a copy of Rise of the Blend Panther. Just DM me. Anybody out of state, I'll be glad to take care of the shipment for you. Just 10 bucks each, either CD or flash drive. I have them available. Word. Yeah, that's what's up. So yeah, uh, that's our that make that wraps up our episode for this week. Uh, thank you all for watching and listening. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.